Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. myself walking around the city since March 13th. The only times we went in, I had to get my jewels a shot in his back in his delicate little pearl-like spine. And that was just a, a, you know, we drove in, we drove up to like the hundreds and then we drove back out again. So I didn't get he a chance to- just put his to, ass out the window? I did. It was a drive-by thing. It's like yeah. COVID testing, but anally. Yeah. No, I've been there, but it wasn't a testing. Oh. It was a white party. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. a circuit party. Well, it's it pride. A, it was a white party, not a white party. They just You just put your ass out and then they wipe it for you. Oh, a wipe party. Oh, yeah. that's, I heard wife. Yeah. So I got to like get out and walk around and it's, it feels very different than it does even in Jersey. Huh. Which feels I've, very different than it does in New Hampshire, which feels very different than it does in Maine. Like, you go from state to state, and it's like you're on the, um, it's a small world ride. <laughs> so you're just scrolling through the different characters, and you're like, oh, people are wearing an entirely different outfit here. So yeah, that's interesting. Like, you have not really been in this kind of... In the thick of it, uh, no. And I yeah, had to go like get my hair done, and that was the only thing that was getting me in there so took about looks, five hours great. isn't it look so good yeah really good well she took out the weed whacker and and it was a it was a very long process to get it back to where it was it was a multicolored, tiered process she brought in a priest at one point there was a goat involved um you know, are you keeping it longer i'm going longer it i have decided good. to grow my hair out a little bit We'll see yeah. what happens. We'll see if I get frustrated. I'm thinking like no, really shoulders, good. baby. I'm bringing. Mm. Thank you, thank you. Look at, look at. You can really get the. If I do one of these, ah. Oh. oh yeah. I'm giving you like a Joan Jet edge. I feel like myself yeah. again. You know, hair is everything. When your hair is on point, you're like I could. I could be a butterface. I could have a third eye. I don't care. That's why I'm like, give me the vaccine early. If it makes me grow an extra set of lips on my face or anywhere else, I'm fine with that as long as my hair is okay. Tell me about it. Right. Tell me but it was weird it. to walk around and I was like, oh, everybody on the streets of New York wears masks just everywhere, just walking around. That is not the case yeah. everywhere else. Oh. No. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, you get called out if you don't or you call out people if. They don't. Oh, there's a fun adult game. Yeah. I noticed that on the Upper East Side. Oh, God. Come on. We can't. Oh, yeah. God. Just this because is a recipe it's like, for disaster. True. But I mean, we're in such close quarters and we have done like, you know, how we've quarantined here was it's like super intense. We're on top of one another. We can't do anything and we are washing all of our groceries and we're like, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. So it's kind of like, all right, we, we cleared it. And for those of us that were sick and 
you know, it's like, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to get sick. I don't want my neighbors who are elderly to get sick either. So it's kind of like, you know, in my building, I see like these young people that move in and I'm like, so I don't want to be an asshole, but I'm going to be an asshole. Are the six of you going to ever put on a fucking mask? Or am I going to have to slit all of your throats right here in the lobby and someone's going to have to clean it up? Either way, somebody's going down. So you're going Very to clear. Utah. Tell me about well, it. First, we go to Wisconsin. Oh, to see your ma? No. Yeah. And Chicago. then we go to Mount Rushmore, which is, I don't know why we're stopping there, but we're it's going history. there. And then we're going. You're just checking yeah. to see if the four faces are still the same or if they've added anybody. Like, They're oh my like, God. wait. Joey McIntyre? <laughs> They're like, they just spray painted Trump's face on Roosevelt. Awesome. <laughs> um, <that's laughs> Is that Suzanne Summers from She's the Sheriff? <laughs> Is that Suzanne Plachette to the other side? Well, oh, my don't God. Understand. This is Mount Suzette. Oh, God. <laughs> We've, t- we've, we've made dri- a wrong We've driven turn. too far. We've driven too far. This is Mount 80s. It's like anybody who was a star in the... Ralph Macchio? Is he? <laughs> the entire cast of Revenge of the Nerds? Porkies? Oh. Uh, now that I would stop for. I would stop for any 1980s road trip. So you're going... Are you driving the whole thing? Are you flying anything? Uh, if we fly, we'll fly back. But we don't want to fly to on the way there because... We don't want to pick up anything On the way and give out. it to our el- our elderly folks. Yes, that was our thought, too. And before we left, I was like, you know what? For safety's sake, what we're going to do, no symptoms. Let's go have a COVID test. So at least I know going in that we're okay. And then we were so, like, locked down after that. And then we just drove up there. Um, mm-hmm. I tell you what, that is not a fun test to take. <laughs> if you've that ever wanted is- to taste your own nose... That is the fastest way to do it. Did you ever I've get never, one? Yeah, I've gotten three. I've never made out with a Q-tip swab through my nose before. Tell the truth. Because you know, it pride. goes up and goes down. It sure does. <laughs> That's what she said. It's like it's like this. It's like, no, I'm okay. Oh! Yeah. It takes yeah, a left turn like. somewhere that you're like, I didn't mm-hmm. know that that was an option. I thought it was only up. I didn't realize... Yeah, I was like, thanks, nurse. I didn't know you were four knuckles deep inside my nose with that stick. Um, We got to have a vacation in New Hampshire, far away from people. Yeah, well, we saw them sort of towards the end of the week. That was for the best. I was like, we're here. Everybody get out. We're going to be disgusting. And then we spread out, and then we don't take a shower for a week. That's how we do New Hampshire. How does this work? Tell me, Run me through it. Do you, are you in the same house? Do you have a compound? Is it There's no houses? such thing as a compound. This is a, it's a cabin that my family built in the 80s. They built by themselves. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that last last time or something, a couple episodes ago, where it was like my uncle stole all the piping and put it in the house. And the, yeah. So, right. Yeah. Um, but my uncle has a house two doors down from us. So, but we also kind of know people in the in the area that we're in. So it's it used to be like a Boy Scout camp, and then someone got their hands on the property and like sliced up the property and sold it all back in the eighties. Mm. And damn, if you knew then what you know now, they we would have we should have bought like half this lake. That would have been amazing, <laughs> and just taken it over and called it Lake Maguire or something powerful. 
How have you been? Has there been anything going on there that's that's fun, positive? What's the vibe on the streets of New York? Um, it's definitely picked up. Yeah, which you makes can see me nervous. That. <clears throat> yeah, definitely picked up, and it's definitely it all just makes me nervous, just because you know we've gone down every you know every place else has gone up and then down, and now everyone's like on fire, and. Although the thing is, like, I can't imagine too many tourists coming here because there's nothing to do here. Yeah. You know, you come here for entertainment, food, whatever. And it's like, well, you have to eat on the street and there's no theater oh and there's God. no music. You know, like Wait, can we the hotels are mainly that? shut down. <laughs> like to see that. OK, so I was walking down Ninth Avenue. Now, remember when they put the bike lanes in and then they said everybody needs to park on the other side of the bike lane. So already I'm looking at cars that are like parked in the middle of Ninth Avenue. Well, now those parking spaces have become outdoor dining establishments. And then the parking mm-hmm. space is moved further in. So I'm like, why do we even have traffic through traffic? You are you are on a wooden chair with a table in the middle of Ninth Avenue as the sun is baking down and there's no umbrellas mm-hmm. and there's just traffic whirring by you on either side. Yeah. And you're like, but I'm really loving this burrito. I'm yeah. so relaxed. This margarita, it's, this was worth it, you guys. Totally worth opening up the outdoor dining in New York. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's no, a guy no, taking it, it, a dump. It's He's right there. It's right there. How's the margarita? Great. But the urine is a little, I don't know, bloody. <laughs> I'll have the nachos with the side of melting trash on the sidewalk. Oh, good. Okay, thanks. An angry oh, biker, great. angry biker, in the bike yeah. lane oh, screaming, I, "This is this is for biking. This is for biking." I already gave my money to the server. What server? That that guy over there said he works here. He doesn't work here. You mean you mean the guy that's running the card through his ass crack? Yeah. <laughs> so that's not a, that's not a real person. Okay. The guy with the Schwinn helmet. Was that, should I not have, I don't know. He just zipped right by and grabbed it from me, I assume. I just assumed, yeah. He worked I don't know. He, he took my food, too. It was weird that he was eating it on the way back into the kitchen, but what do I know? And that he was judging me for being near his lane. Yeah. I'm sorry, bike, uh, bikers in New York City, bike riders at New York City, you cannot be precious about your bike lane right now. You couldn't be precious before. It always pissed me off. Because I was, I was walking on a sidewalk before the world exploded, and I, like, stepped out into the bike lane for two seconds to walk around somebody else. And a biker zooms by me, like, skims me, and is like, it's a bike lane, it's a bike lane, it's a bike lane. It's the, it's the equivalent of the bad place to stand. It's bad place to stand, but in bikes. There was a group of ladies that were walking in the bike lane, you know, as a group does. And... um this guy comes by thinking he's like, like tough shit. He's like, it's a bike lane. And she's like, oh, well, you're not wearing a mask. So we're both wrong. Have a good day. <laughs> Welcome he back to the new that. New York. <laughs> yeah. We're but all they were judging laughing you. their ass off. The new New York, baby. We're judging you. Welcome to New York. And welcome, everybody, to Dear the New Angry Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I am your host, Andy Cohen. I just picked one. And I'm Martha Plimpton. Oh, she's so earthy. And we're coming to you from both. 
downtown Swingin' Hell's Kitchen. And, and the Maha Bar and the beautiful Pineapple Wretch. Can I hear it? Hello, Miss. Oh, that's nice. Simple, clean, straight to the point. You know, well, what's that? That was, did you hear Hello, Nurse? Mm-mm. Was that Looney Tunes? Animaniacs. Hello, Nurse. It's from Animaniacs. Oh. Hey, did you ever watch Animaniacs? No. I never got into it either, but there is a character called Elmira, and my Jules claims that I'm like Elmira because she's redheaded, she's psychotic, and she loves animals so much that she, like, squeezes the love out of them. So whenever she sees an animal, she's like, I love it so much. You're my favorite, and I'm going to squeeze and you and hug you and love you and da 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 Now I have a cute little squirrely really do pet and love and charge and squeeze. To pet you and love you and hug you and squeeze you all up. Won't that be fun? And that's me. Oh, I thought that was Bernadette Peters. I it is. It's, everything I do is Bernadette Peters. Don't write a letter when you want to leave. You know, the weird part is also when we were in New Hampshire, I was away from my jewels for about a half hour and I took a drive to the liquor store like you do when I was alone. And I hadn't been alone, just alone for like, 20 minutes since this whole fucking thing began. And I was like, I could just keep driving. It was like a Thelma and Louise moment. I was like, he doesn't know. I I could grab a passport, just go to Canada. But instead, what I did was I whipped out the Evita soundtrack and I sang the Evita soundtrack. Which version? Oh, Patty Lapone. Is there any other one? There's the Madonna version. Oh, go to hell. We don't even acknowledge that that ever happened. And frankly, if, if you're a real gay man, you pretend it didn't either. To listen to the Patty version, and the best part was I rolled down all the windows and I, I scream sang it out the windows. And I was like, I'm definitely going to be hate-crimed while I'm here. Because let me tell you what, sure. there's a lot of rednecks up there that I didn't realize. But it, it felt good to just go, Fuck your despicable classy step. Look who they are calling for now. And it just felt good. Yeah, that was Patty unclear, unclear of anything that comes out of her mouth. Yes. That was like watching War Paint, which uh, <laughs> was interesting <laughs> itself. But you're just sitting there like, I know she had, so Patty Lapone is supposed to have an accent, but now no one can understand her for sure for a solid two hours. Patty Lapone, and so my Like Eva Peron. What'd she yeah. say? I don't know. I, have I think never known any of the words to any song in Evita, but I just sang pure vowels for 20 minutes and it felt good. Oh man, I, I am very excited for you to go to Utah. But before I go any further, okay, let me go back for a minute. Um, so in a couple weeks, so next week we're going to be zooming together, but who's zooming who that's going to be our last fucking zoom because you have to come out to the ranch. You have to spend some time out of the beehive. We have inflated the gift that you've given us last year. Patty gave us a fabulous gift of an inflatable pool and it got cold in the last part of like when we got that the last part of the summer. So we never inflated it. Well, let me tell you what son. We have inflated that pool, and she is glorious. She is 150 gallons of glorious. Wow. Yeah. 
that looks huge. That it's, pool looks it's huge. substantial. And it's got a bench in it. And it looks so much smaller. No, no. But remember when we looked at it when you first got it, and and um, well, when he sent it to us, he sent it to the wrong number, so it was delivered to a neighbor across the street, and we would never have known if somebody didn't have like a Facebook. She should. She was going to keep that thing for herself. I'm surprised she didn't. So we retrieved it, and on the picture. On the cover of it, there's like a 500-pound guy in there. Did you see that with like his kids? So it's really like built to scale. We just never looked at the picture. <laughs> the picture's real accurate. It's like a, a guy with a beer in his hand, and there's some kids falling over him. I'm like, there's a lot of people in this pool. How big is this thing? You, I cannot wait for you to come out here and see it. So you'll be so, coming out soon. What? So is it big enough to put like a raft and a floaty and uh, maybe like uh, lane markers or something? It's big enough for you to drink and pass out in it. And I think that that's the only way that we should be measuring a pool at this point. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But the best part is if you look at the warnings on the side of it, it says do not dive. Like do not dive in this pool. It's sad that you really have to put those things, those warnings on kids' pools. And frankly, right? let's I mean, thin the herd. If you were planning on diving in that, you should dive in that. It's it's your time. It's your, it's time. your time. God is calling you home. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> not sorry. It's your time. If you need to be told, then it's your time. Then you don't belong here. You don't right. belong here. Oh, so before I forget to say anything else, please... Please follow us on your social media, your uh, Instagrams, your Twitter, at DearPodOfficial, our website, DearPodOfficial.com, and of course, our email address, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. And get this, we have Patreon subscribers in the middle of a pandemic and civil unrest. That's right. Because your despicable class is dead. Look who Patreon. Uh, We have one. But don't you judge that one. She's fantastic. No, I'm not. And we are going to give her so much Patreon love. So apparently a lot of people do not know what Patreon is. Um, Basically, uh, Patreon is a website where you can support your artists. It's a a wonderful um, website that people have developed. So basically, you can go on. Hold on. Let me actually read it to you. What's Patreon? On Patreon, you can let your fans become active participants in the work they love by offering them a monthly membership. That is right. That is us. You can give us money to give you special things. So if we give them access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process in exchange, we get the freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an independent creative career, especially now more than ever where, you know, the the arts are going to be hurting for a little while and we're going to be under fire yeah. and i do find it ironic that people keep mouthing off about the fact that like oh well arts blah blah, blah go get a real job blah 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 and um and saying that we're not a necessary job or not a necessary career choice it, it, i could get on a soapbox and rage for, for hours about this, but all I'm going to simply say is if we are not a necessary evil into this part of this community, 
then give me back all your Netflix memberships, your Hulu memberships, your Amazon Prime. Give it back to me because what has gotten you through this pandemic? How have you been entertained when you've been sitting at home? Alcohol. When you are done, (laughs) when you are done drinking and watching CrossFit fail videos, where do you go? You go to artists. You go to us who have been creating stuff that have been making you laugh, keeping you entertained throughout all the chaos. So we are a necessary evil, us artists. We always have been. We always will be. And we will survive this pandemic. And we're going to come out better than ever. And that's why the word Patreon is based on um, a Shakespearean term, which was patrons. So back in Shakespeare days, um, if you wanted to support somebody who was in the arts, you had a rich person who was called a patron, and they gave you money to keep creating and that is what oh. we are doing on Wait Patreon. Wait a second, this sounds expensive. No, it's funny you should say that. It's completely inexpensive. In fact, we offer a couple different levels of subscription for $3 and only $5 a month. That's it for the cost of a cup of coffee. That it really is one cup of coffee from Starbucks. Like, if you're going low grade, five. Do, do you hear that, that sipping right there? That's not Starbucks. That's shitty Dunkin' Donuts from my co-host right now who's sipping that crappy iced coffee through a straw. For the amount of money that he paid for that, you could pay us, and we will give you premium specialty content that is not available to our average listeners. So as you're listening right now and you're going, well, what are you going to give me? What are you going to give me? Go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash official. Check us out, give us money, and you will get extra special treats. And by treats, I mean naked Patrick twirling his hair. That's right. That's right. That's right. Shock straps that I used to wear in high Ew. school. Oh my God. If you have it, I have no shame in this game. We will package anything and send it to you. No problem. That's correct. That is correct. All that being said, we have to dive in today because it is time. And I think what the world needs now is marijuana, sweet marijuana. And that is the theme this week. Is weed. That's correct. Sweet weed. Sweet weed. This week's theme is marijuana. Mary Jane. Mary. Pot. Weed. Grass. Hashish. Reefer. Skunk, ganja, doobies, joints, wacky tobacco, you name it. It has a gajillion different names, but it makes you feel funky. That was my skull. I'm so wasted. It certainly does. Trust. I I thought that this would be an interesting topic given the situations of, of everything that's going on. I'm sure that a lot of people are like, oh, good, phase four, pot dealers. They'll be here again. But that weed world, the funny thing is, as soon as I drove into the city, the first thing I saw was the weed world van that Mm -hmm. serves like that crappy, ridiculous, not completely, it's totally synthetic, not real weed. Don't go up to a van in New York City that has the words weed world written on the side of it and expect that your story is going to end well. Oh, before I forget, my shut-in shout-out for the week is definitely going to my hairdresser, Jill Schnapp who made me feel like a human being again for the first time since March. I feel okay about how I look, and I have not felt like that for a long time. Hair is everything. Do you have a shut-in shout-out? You want to throw something out to somebody, anybody? I I will do my shut-in shout-out to our um, hair guy. His name is Tyler at Hilo in Manhattan. Yes. Yes. It's it's a hair week. 
It is a hair week. High low. Well, Jill Schnapp, she uh, she works at a couple different places, Mint Salon and um, Nova, Studio Nova in uh, Astoria. But she's been my gal for forever, and I swear, I'm, I already told her I have to die before you because I don't want to find your replacement. So shout out to there all of those. You know what they are? They're hair heroes right now. And they're coming yeah. back online, and everybody in the world is very happy about it. And when so. a hair, hair hero comes along with, with the, the strength dancing. to do your hair, with the strength to do your hair. So let's get into it. This week we're talking about marijuana. I figured that the ladies would have something very entertaining to say on this subject. So, do you want to kick us off, or shall I? Shall you? Okay. Shall you? Proudly. This comes from the Napa Valley Register, Napa, California, January 16th, 1980. This is called Marijuana Contains THC, a mind altering drug. You think? <laughs> Dear Ann Landers, does marijuana have any effect on the way a person's body burns up calories? I ask this question because my husband ran out of pot for a few days and dropped six pounds. I should tell you that Bob has been smoking dope for about ten years. He's had his daily habit for at least three. He smokes when he gets up, has a joint at lunchtime, and usually does two more numbers after supper. I'd say he goes through an ounce every three weeks. The guy is a good husband and father, and I don't mind that he's into grass. Bob is about 25 pounds overweight and seems to be in good health. He can work high, play high, and drive high. What a man, huh? He explains he is used to being up there. It's like his normal state. Please find out what you can about smoking dope and calories. We would like to know. Dayton, (laughs) Ohio. All of Dayton wants to know. Yeah, everybody does. Of course they do. Dear Dayton, normal state? My grandfather's mustache. I just hope when he's high behind the wheel, you and the kids are in another car. If Bob lost six pounds in a few days when he ran out of pot, the logical deduction is that he eats more when he's high. The same way most people put away more food after they've had a few belts. The reason? Alcohol and mind-altering drugs immobilize the censoring agent. And a what-the-hell attitude takes over. Pot contains THC, which is a mind-altering drug. And don't let anyone tell you it isn't. I have gotten so high that I was, it was as if like I was in a a pizza eating contest and I was the only one there to the point that I had excused myself to throw up because I just, this was in college, (laughs) that I was just consuming it so fast. And I'm like, this is like, I am, you know, I, I like, I couldn't even, I, I couldn't, I, I didn't even know what, I think it was just like, I was basically like suffocating myself with some <laughs> shitty Indiana pizza and then getting up and just vomiting. I do this all the time. Like I'm always like, I, I always <laughs> get snacky. It could be like, what are you chewing on? Oh, just some pasta still in the box, like hard pasta. Like, cause you get, you get, I get the munchies so bad that it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, what the hell are you eating? Are those beans? Like, like Patrick, you're eating the pasta box. Yeah. Why are you eating matches? 
The word barilla is dribbling out your chin. <laughs> Why are you eating those matches? <laughs> it's just whatever's around that's not. Uh, I mean, uh, no, this is not a topic for me. I'm not, believe it or not. Okay, here's what I'll say on the air. I am not a pot person. I'm just not the handful of times I've done that. This is not my kind of thing. Do you sure. like it? Can we talk yeah. about this online? Yeah. I mean, I'm not very good. I should, I probably should not drink and smoke. It's not very good. It's not <laughs> very good for me. Um, but I thoroughly enjoy it because I, you know, I'm horribly stressed out half the time. So when I am not, um, I'm, I usually end up laughing my ass off. Oh, you're that kind of high guy. Yeah. I no. love it. I'm the opposite this where I'm like, like, they all know, they all know, and they know that I know who shot JFK. Uh, like, I'm a paranoiac. So, let me just frame of reference. So, a long time ago, when my little um, first son was around, Teddy, we had a guest over at our house. Her name was Jennifer Love Hewitt. And she brought her adorable <laughs> you little stamps over. You are going spot right now. <laughs> and... It was, you know, Marcus and uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, her little boy Scamps, and my my Teddy, and we're sitting there, and um, Jennifer Love Hewitt and I decided to get high, and um, Scamps and Teddy are like going at it, and like so, <laughs> wait, so we're we're altered, making each other laugh or whatever, and like you know, like joke, 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 and then all of a sudden we see that one of our dogs ejaculated across the rug <laughs> and it was one of those things where like you didn't know what if this was our, like what was in the pot did that really just fucking happen and like the room got like so still that it like, like was it like silly could, string <laughs> kind of we're like wait i thought uh, <laughs> you, it, it was like every like kind of like pot movie where like something like happens like Barney the dinosaur like walk past them and be like, wait, did anybody see? <laughs> this is that? the new hangover movie. Yeah. <laughs> Something <laughs> happened that day that we try not to talk about it because we can't really explain it. And we shouldn't have been there. We're like, should we should we leave should we leave the room? Should we should we Does he need a, a wet rag? I don't know. Yeah, is does it, he So now you're running like the red light district in Amsterdam? We're dogs. Yeah. But was this, was this because you were in a state? Was Marcus in a state also? Like, was there no. anybody there who could have confirmed? Was there any proof uh, the next day? Um, I mean, I think Scamps left his underwear in uh, <laughs> Teddy's dog bed. but And Teddy never him. got, like, a, like a, a, a Herp, letter in the mail? Or, or anything? Yeah. Like, like a call from Callum Lord? Yeah, exactly. I don't think so. Like, hey, one of your uh, one of your dates has recently contracted gonorrhea. Ew! <laughs> Why like, did just... this happen? And you were you're responsible as a parent. Yeah, yeah. I'm Imagine just... getting that call. I'm like, wait, what, Teddy? What were you doing last night? Did oh you get God. gonorrhea from scans? Are you on the swim team? Oh wow! <laughs> were you passed around at a party last Ew. night? Ew! <laughs>
Oh, we all have our shame stories. I'll let mine yeah. come out later, but you do an article and I'm sure, right. I'm sure there's going to be a way in. Mm-hmm. Here's the Berkshire Eagle Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Hey. September 24th, 1989, towards a Sunday. Dear Abby, your anti-marijuana column proves that there is still no shortage of hysterical, unreasonable busybodies who would impo- impose their will on everyone else. Sorry, Abby, but what I put into my own body is none of your business. Not William Bennett's either. Not anyone's business but mine. If I drive while intoxicated or show up at work intoxicated, then the government or my employer has a legitimate reason for intervention. Otherwise, forget it. And please, Abby... Learn to separate fact from fantasy. Like any drug, marijuana can be abused, but it is certainly less harmful than alcohol or tobacco. As for being illegal, that is a situation that will in time be remedied. The drug war will continue to tear our country apart until people understand that no one has the right or the power to tell others what they may consume. And until you accept this, you'll be part of the problem. Signed, John from Duluth. Dear John. You rattled the wrong cage when you said that that what you put into your own body is not my business. When you put into your body alters your behavior, so you become a threat to my body, then it becomes my business. Oh. That was it? That's it. Epic clapback. Wow. Okay, well, here begs the question, because this has yeah. to be brought up in this episode. Should the Mary Jane... Be fully well. It pretty much is at this point. I mean, in a lot of states, it's recreationally legal. It's definitely medically legal. Um, I agree because this is an herb found in nature. You're like people are doing it anyway. And to be honest, wouldn't it only help the economy? Yeah. I just think what's the think big so. deal? I'm not. I'm not a pot smoker. Like I'm not that person who's like I gotta. I just. I'm never. I'm way too nervous. Like I'm way too high strung to ever be mellow. The only effect yeah. it has is is the opposite, which is just like oh, I can't. Everybody know. So, but far be it from me to say to somebody else if this chills you out, so be it. It's the same thing with booze. It's like remember when booze was illegal for a hot second and everybody went bonkers and still made you know. Fabulous bars underground, <laughs> not unlike the Maha mm-hmm. bar. You know, why shouldn't it be legal fully at this point? What year was this written? This was, that was 89. Okay. That she was like, I mean, or this, he, he was like, it's going to be legal sooner or later. And, it, and here we are. Yeah, here we are. Is there anything stopping us at this point? Not really. I mean, I smell it nearly every day here. Yeah, there was a spot on 38th where I was, it was pretty regular. I was like, any, and I put it on Facebook. I was like, if anybody wants to get a contact high, if you walk on 38th Ave between 9th and 8th at certain points of the day, you don't have to pay for it. It just goes up your nose anyway. Right. I remember when I was a kid, when I was um, in junior high and my family, we all took a trip to New York City. At, to see the Rolling Stones, like you do. Because what sure. kid who's who did not grow up with them doesn't want to see the Rolling Stones? So we all um, came here as a group. We went to go see them in Shea Stadium. And it was the first time I had ever smelled pot. <laughs> I was like a 10-year-old. And we're at this 
if we're at a concert, I was like, I don't know. There's old guys. They look like they should be dead. Cut to 20 years later. They still look like they should be dead. They're performing. Sure. And yeah. somebody in front of me was smoking weed. And I was like, Mom, what's that smell? It smells awful. It smells kind of skunky. Like I was just blowing up this guy's spot for just smoking weed right there in the middle of Shea Stadium. He must have loved that. He hey, loved it. He little was like, girl. Little girl. Tell, tell me any of the songs on the Steel Wheels tour. I can't. Get the fuck out of here. Stop talking to me. Yeah. But I, I, I oh don't, I, I can't imagine that. I mean, where are we at with that? Recreationally in Massachusetts, it's supposed to be already happening. Isn't it pretty legal in a lot of places? I mean, it's kind of stupid to, I don't know. It's, it's I understand that it's a little mind altering, but like anytime I've been in a car, I, would probably be pulled over because I'm going five miles an hour. Oh, it has the opposite effect because you're terrified. So you go slower. Well, I I mean, it slows me down anyway. It's not like I'm going to like, Hey, I think I'm going to go run a marathon. Yeah. It's a downer. It's more anti-anxiety than it revs you up. It's not like doing cocaine. Right. That I'd be more concerned about. I hope they have articles That's about me. cocaine. We should do a cocaine episode for sure. We should. We should just do cocaine and then read articles on cocaine. <laughs> Jim would be like, uh, can you, can you, can you like uh, nope, expand nope. on that? Like, this week's like podcast is 13 minutes. Yeah. Wow. That was quick. <laughs> and and uh, Ann said something about I could buy and sell you something. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. Something to do with Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. I like that. I'll I give love you when another people say shit like that. Article, but then I have to tell you a story. I don't know if it if this will connect to it, but I have to tell you a very entertaining pot story. Let's see. All right. But this one's from the Times Advocate in Escondido, California, November 13th, 1974, a Wednesday. Marijuana stand wrapped. Oh. Mm. Dear Ann Landers, I figured that all those loony letters would get to you sooner or later, but I didn't expect it to happen so soon. I honestly believe you've gone off your rocker. I just read where you and some other oddballs have signed some sort of endorsement for marijuana. Now you say it's normal for kids to use it and all the scare stories about marijuana are nonsense and actually turning kids into harder stuff because they don't believe any of the propaganda about drugs. I always thought that you had good common sense and I was pleased you were against pot because it helped me with my helped me make a case with my own children. They have faith in what you say and will take it from you, not from me. Now, what am I to tell them when they catch up with your latest? Please explain. I am dumbfounded. Dumbfounded. Get ready for this. Get ready for the clapback. Dumbfounded. Or perhaps I should say, dear dumb. Talk (laughs) about getting facts twisted. You win the cut glass fly swatter. My position on marijuana is unchanged. I haven't budged an inch. I still believe that marijuana is harmful. I continue to be opposed to any mind-altering drug, including alcohol, especially for teenagers. There's a dash in teenagers. I did sign a statement declaring that I am in favor of the decriminalization of marijuana. This does not mean that I want to see it legalized. I do not. But I do want to see the laws in regard to possession changed. The name of the organization whose statement I endorsed is NORMUL. It is the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. 
The state volunteer coordinator is Paul H. Kuhn, Jr., a highly respected gentleman. The other oddballs, your term, not mine, who have endorsed the decriminalization statement are John Finneater, William F. Buckley, Jr., James J. Kilpatrick, Senators Barry Goldwater, Jacob Javits, Harold Hughes, Charles Percy, and Adelaide Stevenson III, Jesus. M.D., you write better than you read, and your apologies are not accepted. A very not high Anne. I need a joint after that. Jesus Christ. Hey, Jacob Javits. Um, I do understand that, and uh, names will be taken out to support the trashy, but you and I are mutual friend, and I'll say this now. Jenny McCarthy. We have one of the best pot stories ever. What? I don't know if she ever told you this. We were on tour together, so me and a bunch of friends... We we uh, got a condo in Hollywood, Florida, and um, oh. yeah, it was for a week. And every night of the week, one person was in charge of coming up with an hors d'oeuvre and a cocktail for the night. So like we'd do a happy hour. So like one night I did fruit dip and champagne and you know whatever. So we each picked like a food and a drink. And um, somebody one night for the the hors d'oeuvre made pot brownies. Now I am oh, not no. meant to ingest this item i i have no blood pressure i have no blood and things when they enter my system they hit me harder than the average person which is why i've never gotten the flu shot because i'm always afraid i'm going to be that person who got a flu shot now i can only talk when i run backwards on a treadmill sure but and i'm like wait until that this vaccine comes out for covid i'm going to be like i'll take the risk but you know somebody get me a peloton because that's the only way i'm going to be able to communicate now like blowing through a tube. And so we, somebody made pot brownies and I don't think I even knew it because I ate like half a tray of them. And I was like, these are kind of skunky tasting, but my desire for sugar outweighed my desire for things to taste okay. Oh no. So I ate like half a tray of pot brownies. Oh. Unwittingly. And then we were all like, well, let's go down. Now, I was like beyond. We Somebody was like, let's go down and skinny dip. If you know me, I'm a never nude. And I can't. Oh, no. Already, I'm like, I'm in. That's a bad sign. So we go oh, down no. to this like shared big pool in the center of this condo complex. And it's like three in the morning. And everybody no. hops in the pool. Now, I can't swim on a good day. I'm barely. Like, my nose just stays above water. I'm getting enough oxygen. And uh, we start doing our thing. Everybody's just like, we're just like six girls. We're just six girls swimming in a condo pool in uh, Hollywood, Florida, completely toasted. And we decide to do relay races. So we're all racing each other across the pool. And, of course, everybody's gone forwards and back. And I turned around on the opposite side and I was like, I beat you, Christina. And do you know why? Because I'm smarter (laughs) and I'm fat. Where is everybody? Where did everybody go? And I look around and everybody's like scattering to the winds. Everybody's jumping out of the pool and they're like grabbing whatever bathing suit is on the side. And I'm like, why is everybody freaking out? And I look and like a football team had decided to come down 
at that moment and do like the exact same thing we were doing. So now a football team is approaching. Everybody is reclothing. I'm naked. I'm in a pool. I'm out of my mind. And I can't swim on a good day. So I'm like, you got, and now I'm laughing and I can't move my arms. And it's just, I'm like, oh, I'm like a meatloaf that you throw into the ocean. It was just dropping. Mm. I get to the side and I grabbed whatever bathing suit I could find. And uh, our dear friend is like a triple D cup. And I just threw whatever that was on my top. And it looked like a little kid playing dress up. <laughs> <laughs> You could have fit two cassava melons in there. And I grabbed whatever bottom I could find, but I couldn't I couldn't stop laughing. And I'm in the like the deep end and I couldn't get dressed. And so a friend of mine hopped back in and is trying to like drag me to the shallow end to get dressed. And as all of the college guys or whatever the football guys approach, I'm in the shallow end, which is the only end that's actually lit underneath by lights. So Naked from the oh, waist God. down, lit, trying to get underwear on, laughing like you were. I'm surprised I didn't have to be defibrillated. It was a rough night for me. <laughs> After that, I realized anytime you eat a brownie that has a slightly skunky aftertaste, you have to question it's a. Or, yeah, I was like, this is not Duncan Hines. Betty Crocker, <laughs> that bitch, yes, but Duncan Hines would never do this to me. That is rough. If you aren't aware of what is in it. Especially oof. eating it. I feel like you have no control over how much. That's the no, thing. I think I'm a drinker because I like being able to, to say, I've had enough. I have my limits. But if you're ingesting THC, <laughs> like, God help you. And I've tried the CBD, which is the not high version of it, which doesn't do crap. Have you tried CBD no. stuff? It's stupid. It is stupid. It's it's snake oil. It's dumb. It's dumb. Yeah, I have to more. say that what? the um, the uh, idea of just like one person in a pool and then a football team shows up is like the beginning <laughs> of like a like a gay porn. So thank you for throwing in a little pride shout out. Hey, you know what? It's all for the for the gays. I do it for yeah, the gays. I you literally the dream. took one for the team. Yeah, yeah, I did. I tried because in Hollywood, Florida, there's not enough of them. If yeah. it were a gay football team, then I would be totally fine with it. They'd probably help. They'd probably style you. I'd be like, I'm a tight end. They're like, we know. He's we a wide that. receiver. <laughs> Always <laughs> has been. All right. Hit me with another article. All right. This is from the Orlando Evening Star, Orlando, Florida, March 24th, 1969. There we go. Dear Abby. Our son is a junior is let me start again, dear Abby. Yay. Our son is a is a junior in high school. And he tells <laughs> Are you us that high? <laughs> yeah, I must be. The print on this is so small. One more time for good luck. Yes. Dear Abby, our son is a junior in high school, and he tells us that any kid in his high school who wants grab marijuana or even acid LSD knows where he can get it. He has told us that so far he has never tried any of the stuff, but most of his friends have. When we've asked him for the names of some of the kids who have tried it so we can track down the people who are selling it, he refused, saying he didn't want to be a think. He also said that we adults are making too big of a thing over pot and acid. 
and that it isn't nearly as dangerous as we think. What are the facts? What are the facts? What can we tell our son? What should we do? Signed, concerned parents. Dear concerned parents, tell him that a high school student who experiments with any mind-altering weed or drug is taking his life in his own hands. Even in a time when moral absolutes are held to be old-fashioned in the matter of pot or drugs for kicks, thrills, and new sensations, parents should not hesitate to say, that is wrong. Hospitals and mental health clinics everywhere are filled with evidence. Amateur experimentation with the brain cells makes no more sense than an amateur heart surgery. When your son says marijuana, LSD, and other drugs are freely available around his high school, he is undoubtedly telling the truth. When he says parents make too big of a thing out of it, he is parroting the, the sales pitch of the pushers. I mean, we really like this. It feels like, do you you ever go to like, um, right before the prom, they brought us all into uh, the theater and we all had to sit there and go through a a drunk driving presentation and it was so (laughs) aggressive. It was like immersive theater. It was like sleep no more. If, if there were drunk drivers and a lot of blood, like you go sure. in and on the stage is, is like a wrecked car with like blood on the side of it. Cause they want to scare mm. the ever living shit out of you. And it was like mission accomplished. Also, I was dating a goth guy at the time and we rented a hearse. So somebody drove the hearse. Um, you're like, I've been drinking that blood for weeks now. So. <laughs> it's amazing what I'll do it. to please my man and blend in. <laughs> this Nine Inch nail shirt wasn't enough. <laughs> so this feels like it's in that category of like absolute scares. Because remember like the, the – um, the don't do drugs campaign. What was the thing that John Mulaney talked about, which was the, the guy your drugs, would, on, uh, your brain on acid, like the, there's the, eggs. Brian, the egg. Yeah. yeah. But there was like a more aggressive program that they would send into schools and, and basically dare? like dare. It was the dare program. And they're like, we're going to bring somebody who's, who's been incarcerated for five years into an elementary school to scare the shit out of kids. Kind of like the scared straight. Is this scared straight program? Totally. Yeah. And they and they think, well, that's gonna work. And then there's always those like rogue two kids who are like, you know what? I'm kind of into this lifestyle. Yeah. And it ricochets. Yeah. But they would they would come in and they would scare the crap out of you. But then the next week we had up with people. So that kind of eased the pain. What's up with people? (gasps) You never grew up with up with people? I mean, Adults wearing unitards and dancing? N- definitely not. Did not come into your cafe gymatorium and perform that? Your multi-purpose room? Not. Then you, no. oh my God, Patty, I'm sorry that you grew up in a in an abusive childhood that you didn't okay. have up with That's people. Fine. It was um. Yeah, I remember there were like six adults in unitards that were different, like jewel-toned unitards. Came I think we didn't have that because we were already in a Catholic school, so we were already kind of around, like, the sex abuse from the priest, so they didn't want to bring in six Outside sex offenders sex dressed in a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? When we already have this in-house, why pay? 
yeah. extra money for we, someone to come in. It and seems really, it seems really great. And maybe you guys can come to my house maybe this weekend. But I don't think we can bring you in for the kids because we're already dealing with some shit. We're kind of full up here, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got, but we can like maybe give you a stipend. We'll see. But up with people know. was oh my god, it was so weird. It was just. They would dance around, and it was like a positivity show, which you know how that went with me, even as a kid. I was oh, like, what is this yeah. inauthentic horseshit? <laughs> Third grade, smoking a Virginia Slim. You're like, I don't believe any of you are as happy as you're singing. Up, up with people. You meet them wherever you go. That's I never strange. knew those songs. I'm so sorry. We'll love. Up with people. You'll meet them wherever you go. It was a very simple song. So that was like they're that's, calling. That's for like simple people. What it's like from uh, of mice and men. Like that's how simple they are. Yeah. You'll meet people like wherever you go. Yeah. Thanks for the uh, Captain Obvious. And you know what? Frankly, in these COVID times, it's it's inaccurate. No up with people anymore. Up, up with people. You meet them wherever you go. Up. Up with people, they're the best kind of folks you know. I beg to differ up with people. I have met some shit human beings. You've lied to me. I believed you when you came in in fifth grade in your uncomfortable banana hammock, frontal wedgie, dual-toned unitards, and you lied to me. Yeah, I'd be a little suspect at that type of information being thrown at me by someone <laughs> where I can see... Um, the full uh, outline of your penis and or vagina. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If I can tell you what religion you are through your penis, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> your unitard. Yeah, if I can tell that uh, by just looking at the outline of your vagina that you've already had a baby, I think you should stop talking to me. Listen, Peter, when you say up with people, I can see. Yeah. It is up <laughs> with people. <laughs> Yeah. When you're saying up with people, stop pointing, number one, and stop pointing from down there. I need you to point with to your point. finger, Peter, your finger. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And your pointer finger down there is now wet. So maybe you should go <laughs> and change your up with people uniform. Yes. Yeah. She's seven, Peter. She's seven. I can't wait to send you this video. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry you didn't grow up with up with people, but we. You know, I'm we, not. I'm fine. That's how I grew up eating fruity pebbles with a whole fat milk and up with people mm. in fluorescent lights. And you wonder why I am the way I am. Look at my hair's Technicolor. Yeah, you should have just. You should replace all the lights in your house with just like long fluorescent tubes. They pretty much That's are. Great. We put in oh. hue lighting, so now I have mood lighting, but I keep hitting the red lights, so it looks like the house is evil. Oh, nice. Which keeps, I like keeps that. the kids away, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, speaking of keeping kids away and, and talking to people about fruity pebbles and whole fat milk, um, I think that there's somebody who needs to defend her life right now. And that one person is my mother. So it's time. Oh. Let's do it. Let's just do it. Ready? Hello. Where's everybody? Where is everybody? Hello. What happened? I'm right here. 
Oh what? God, are you on the porch? I'm on the porch. Oh God. Um, well, hi. I'm having fun. Are you having fun? <laughs> Say hi to Patty. Hi, Patty. Hi. How are you? How are you doing, man? I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm having an high? interesting. Uh, no, <laughs> no, not a bit. <laughs> but I have to say, I have to. I've been going through my refrigerator after Aaron was here on vacation. I'm finding all kinds of interesting new taste sensations, <laughs> none of which I like. Oh. <laughs> he knew it. So, you know so why? You are. Do you have the munchies? <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because it's healthy stuff, Patty. I left behind greenery and vegetables and things that crunch and things that aren't yes. covered in sugar. Remember we talked and about half, the raisins? Half of an, half of a, an, artic, an avocado and... Oh. Uh, you know, I don't understand what you think is good about this uh, gold Irish butter. It's terrible. <laughs> it doesn't even taste like butter. But I'll move on. <clears throat> Do you see the judgment? Pa hey, Patty. Yep. Remember when we talked about the raisins that look like Ali Sheedy and Breakfast Club? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Think about that. That's yes. interesting. <laughs> That's what everything in her house is. It is covered in sugar, and then it's dried, and then it's covered again in sugar. And let me discuss something with you, ma'am, because we were talking yes. about Fruity Pebbles and the whole fat milk cereal and the under the... Uh, <laughs> do you remember Up With People? Oh, yeah. You mean like that musical thing? That musical thing where they had them come into schools and they wore unitards and they danced and sang. Yes. Oh, <laughs> was this a New what, England What was your... What was your thought on that? On those? Um... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I just, I just killed a spider. Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Let's go back to now. Okay. Uh, up with people. Do you want to? With people. Do you want to take a breath? I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Do you need a I'm good. Do you need nope, a priest? I'm fine. He's gone. So that's that's good. We don't Is talk it like about a, like a spider and like John Goodman's arachnophobia. Or well, I, I, I was sitting at a glass table and and he was on the oh. other side of it. So Is this I the glass table that we shoe. got from episode four? <laughs> Did you have to say John Goodman's arachnophobia like that? Like he's the producer of it. <laughs> well, you should know for the record this this week, and I want full disclosure here. The theme is marijuana. Oh, good God! Yes, yeah. uh, I I have to tell you, I've never had it. I right. I, I think Square. I, <laughs> I I know I should have, haven't I? I mean, like at one point <laughs> in my life, I probably should have tried it when I was young, you know. But it's I, too I think late I was now? at a party. I was at a party once, and they were passing something around. I didn't even know what it was, but they went right over me. So uh, I I've never had the opportunity since. <laughs> because they knew she was a square. I'm a square, totally. Wow. Totally. It, but I I'd like to try to sometimes just to see what the hubbub is all about, you know. My but God. I'm afraid I might not recover though. It might do something to my brain, and <laughs> I, I don't need anything like that. Anything mind altering. My mind is altering. On its own. You don't need help if you don't think, because in the state of Massachusetts, it's legal, right? Recreationally? Yeah. Go figure. I think we even have a couple of stores right in town. And they're probably what accessible. You like your own store. You get a now, there you go. Yeah. I know. I know. It'd be I, like probably... um, weeds. You'd be like Mary Louise Parker. Ah. Yeah. I'm having your Crunchmaster multi-seed crackers with my fruit punch. <laughs> Crunch master. 
<laughs> See, I bring, here's what I try to do. I try to bring yep. healthy food into the situation. And I leave uh, behind the healthy food in the hopes that you'll eat the healthy food. But then you turn uh, and you have a pint of haagen -Dazs. Well, I know. I can't resist that. But let's get back to marijuana. Oh, okay. Oh. Let's. Is there something if that you I wanted, want? If I wanted to try it, I'd have to go buy it, right? <laughs> this was her way of telling us, Patty. She wants us to provide this for her so she can have this experience and it's got to be you so. know what it's like talk about a switching of the of the um the guards here changing of the guards it's like as long as you do it in my presence i feel like you're safe i don't know you gave me that candy with that stuff in it and i haven't tried that <laughs> yet i'm afraid <laughs> I'm afraid of it. I went to Vermont. But I still have it. Then if you can't handle CBD, you're not going to be able to handle THC. Oh, I guess not. I was just looking for some comfort for my knees. <laughs> well, then take sure. that. Take the C. I want to see if it stuff. works. How about some cocaine or like heroin? Uh, or That would take care of it. Or a mask. I wouldn't care about my knees then. Then I rub I'd that on my knees. I'd replace my own knees. <laughs> if I gave her cocaine, she'd make it into a powder and smear it on her knees, though. She'd be like, is this what yeah. happened? Is this well, powder? it is a powder. Every time, my mother's way of talking to me and my brother about drugs was whenever drugs were brought up on TV, she would turn to us and say, you better not do that. Mm. That's a good I way. I just told them, I just kind of shot from the hip, you know, I said, if you ever do anything like that, I will kill you. And that seemed pretty oh. straightforward to us. And it seemed us. to work. So uh, yeah. I, I highly recommend this for all, all today's parents that are afraid to say anything. Just tell Obviously. them that you'll kill them. <laughs> the parenting section of the podcast. Yes. That's wonderful. But she had a wrench yes. in her hand at the time. <laughs> if you do that, I will kill you. I swear to God. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, before we run off, because um, we yes. have to go and get you some some uh, THC items, we need to go get you some joints and things. Uh, uh -huh. What is the weather like where you're standing? Oh, it's very nice. It was kind of cloudy today, but it's beautiful. And it's uh, sunset, and it's very comfortable. It's not humid. It's just right. Oh, so that's oh. why I'm enjoying myself here in the porch, watching the movie, and uh, having your fruit punch. Having my fruit punch, yeah. She's and like gold. Punch master, multi seed crackers. <laughs> well, guess what? The moth report <laughs> is now over, so we don't Yay. need you anymore. Thank you for joining us today. Well, it was wonderful to talk to you again, too, Patty. And you too, Jim. And. <laughs> and Aaron, you Aaron, better not be doing marijuana. Do Why that. do you know about Aaron. cocaine? Are you selling heroin? I hate that. Well, go and have your sugar on sugar on sugar, Allie Sheedy raisins, yeah. and we will talk oh, to yes, you yes. next I, I, time. My favorite cereal. All right, you guys have a great rest of the day. You Here too. Talking to you guys. Have Let's a good go get month. high. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. See you later. I never had the weed. Someone was passing a uh, doobie around a party at Northeastern, and uh, and they passed right over me because I'm a square. What if she just like, she's like, that was fun. She sits back down, turns on the movie, and like lights up a crack pipe. <laughs> like, I would never do. <laughs> and she's like, back to Lauren Bacall. Puts a belt <laughs> on her arm and tightens it with yeah. her mouth. <laughs> 
Well, because time is of the essence today, I'm going to vault right into our, oh wait, Instagram. Fuck. Oh, fuck. All right. It's time for uh, Listen Instagram mail. Instagram mail. Listener mail. It's got to be up with listener mail. You read it wherever you go. Up with listener mail. Do it quick. Instagram mail, real quick. Real uh, quick. Yeah. Instagram so, mail. We reached out to you, good listeners to ask us your questions regarding the marijuana for this specific episode. And of course, you did deliver. So we have a couple of uh, listener mail questions that we will be answering. Very simple, straightforward, because you're probably a stoner and you didn't have time to write anything more substantial than one quick little question. So why don't we just dive right in, open up your bongs, hop into your disgusting bong water, and here is the first Instagram mail question. How soon is too soon to wake up and smoke a joint? Signed, Wake and Bake. Dear Wake and Bake, with today's climate, not soon enough. Between the pandemic, police brutality, and murder hornets, I'd say if you're lucid, you're doing it wrong. Far be it from me to judge anyone needing a two to something to get their day started. I begin by hooking an IV of leaded nitro cold brew to my veins. I levitate to my daily wax appointment. How much difference can there be if you choose to start the day with a natural anti-anxiety before you roll over and read the daily horror show that is Twitter? With so many downers on the news, I just prefer rappers. Cannabis is a plant. So, rolling over and taking a hit off your apple bong in the morning sounds like a balanced breakfast to me. How is that any different than a vegan frittata? It's all natural, overpriced, and you probably got it from a guy who smells like patchouli and dirty hair. If you're concerned about getting crunk too early, good rule of thumb. Brush your teeth first, then enjoy your wake and bake, followed by a midday J topped off with a steaming dream. There's a three-act play that could rival August Osage County, which I saw on Broadway. Totally high. Happy token, my friend, and keep a box of Krispy Kreme nearby. Yeah. Wow. That's it. Rivaled Osage. Osage County. Are you high? I might be. Yes. All right. Hit me with an answer. So, how soon is too soon to wake and bake? Dear wake and bake, in my opinion, this question falls in line with such gems as if the music's too loud, then you're too old, or if the van is a rockin', then don't come a knockin'. These too cool for school, breaking the law, breaking the law type questions. For pseudo bad boys are a diamond dozen. I don't know. I would say if you need to have someone hook up a vape to you before you rise, essentially waking up in a stony haze, then yeah, maybe, just, just maybe that might be too soon. It is like smoking a cigarette. How soon is too soon to roll out of your California King and light up your Virginia Slims before your morning coffee or your vitamins? For me, I would rather get my day going with an hour and a half of Buns of Steel Volume 2 or Machina Easton 30-minute workout, but that's just me. Smoke them as you got them, as they say, but maybe just wait till sweat until the oldies is over. Ooh, so big Lebowski. Hit me with the From, second questions. We got to roll the, right along. The second question is, how can you make it taste better? But there's no... Oh, there's, there's no, no, no nobody that. signed off because you don't have time. How can you make weed taste sure. better? You're just like a drive-by. Yes. 
They're not moving that fast. No. This question comes across my desk more often than one would think. But this time, it happens to reference marijuana and not oral sex. No matter how many times I try to make a special batch of Mama Sakatumi Maui Wowie brownies, I never seem to get it right. Each and every time, it ends up tasting like a charred Doc Martin combat boot with a hint of Avril Lavigne. It's complicated. My tip is adding in a little bit of peanut butter to the mix and sprinkling powdered sugar on top or skinny and sweet with crossbones. But to be honest, I usually have I usually have had three martinis when I begin the process of baking, and my palate is so fried that I could have cooked a bacon-wrapped hamster and not wasted and not tasted a damn thing. So to answer your question, enlist someone who knows their way around the kitchen and the Mary Jane. Don't ask me. I have a hard enough time with snap, crackle, and pop. Mm. Abby. I'm... I haven't had dinner yet, so even you saying bacon-wrapped hamster, I was like, that's not... (laughs) It's not bad. You're like, like how a, does that factor? How that, does that factor in with my macros? Is that how many? How many keto points would that be? Could I do it like cordon bleu? Like, do I stuff? If I do, I do I turducken that hamster, and then is it to hamster? I don't know, but what do you? If put, I just there's not much room in a hamster to stuff something. Maybe just put some provolone inside of the that's hamster. That's fine. That's melty. It's good. It's yeah. protein. Yeah, yeah. Proteins and fat. It's very good. A lot of bones. All right. Here's Anne's answer. How can you make weed taste better? All right. Dear listener, if you're a true gondrepreneur, odds are you like everything about the demon weed, including the taste. But for those newbies to the reefer, the flavor can leave something to be desired. As neither the chronic nor cooking are my strong suits, I've decided to bring in the big guns to answer your question. Please welcome Rachel Ray. Hey, sexy stoners. Looking to improve the flavor of your Mary Jane? These suggestions will have you ditch that dank weed forever and use these simple recipes that are totally dope. Ah! Harvesting at home? Add some essential oils to a cotton ball and add it to your weed while storing in a sweet mason jar. You can use the mason jar later for your white cloth seltzer. Everyone knows pot brownies are a welcome addition to any bake sale but you can cut the stank by mixing up your own can of butter. Me, myself, I love to add an ounce or five of my Rachel Ray Nutrish spaghetti sauce and toss it with fresh seafood. Now that's a real fine clam bake. These yummo dishes are easy peasy and don't bashish your hashish. Happy baking and see you on 420. I hate that bitch. Ah! Rachel Ray. She made a guest appearance. I'm glad. I'm glad she came on. Now I would like her to refund my money for those pants, those pants, pots and pans I bought. I um, thought you were going to say pants. I was like, tell me she is not making pants. I can't. <laughs> if anybody's wearing pants by Rachel Ray, they definitely have an <laughs> elastic those, waistband. Of course. Where'd you get those pants? It's from Rachel Ray. No, no, they're not. They'd have a quirky name if that were the case. It'd be like, Pantsish. I can't stand Rachel Ray. Expand the pants. Uh, With Sammy's. Uh. Like, if Rachel Ray were a sound, it would be. uh. 
she always interviews people and it always looks like um like the owner of like a diner at the end of the night like doing tips you know she's <laughs> kind of got like you know like the chairs in between her legs and her shoulders are now up to her ears and she's like i don't know because she realized like she did like a focus group where somebody was like it's accessible when you straddle a chair and you talk like flow it almost seems like she's got like like a, like her like her someone glued her ear to her shoulder shoulder yeah yeah she's like well, I, I don't i don't like she's doing like a robert de niro impression yeah yeah i feel like when people figure out what their quirk is they lean real far into their quirk it's like you richard simmons yeah, or or uh, the gays that like that that smirk that oh that, god, where everyone was pretending they're the kid from Jurassic Park with the little neckerchief. Yeah, quirky. But really, they're four. Yeah, but they're forty five years old, and it's not quirky anymore. It's pathetic. No, Macaulay Culkin. No. Yeah. Slap him. Slap him upside the head. But before you do that, guess what? Take a sip. You know what that sound means. That draining, disgusting sound means it's You're time sounding for me. <gasps> specialty cocktails, specialty drinks. I don't want to drink your coffee because it looks awful. This coffee's nutritious. It's really nutritious. Fill up my throat with whatever you're drinking. Why is it when I do Rachel Ray, it sounds like what's her name from Monsters, Inc.? Roz. Where's your paperwork, Grabowski? Wazowski, Mike Wazowski. There it is. Well, let me tell you what you want this week, Wazowski. Get this. Get ready. This week's cocktail to go with our marijuana theme, weirdly, is the B and B. Only heard about, but never inhaled by the very straight-laced James Jules Paris. Uh, for this cocktail. If you're my father, you want half an ounce of brandy and half an ounce of Benedictine. And then apparently you want to get in a Wayback Machine to 1976 when this was trending. But hey, so here's what you want to do. You want to float brandy on top of Benedictine in a cordial glass without mixing and serve. I'm fascinated by this. I can't wait to see. What? I know. So here's the tasting notes. According to Snoop Dogg, Tanqueray is what goes down with the chronic. And there's nothing like rolling down the street, smoking Indo, sipping on gin and juice. Uh, uh. Laid back. Yeah. But it was Chris Robinson of the Black Crows who so eloquently said, B&B goes good with a little weed. Goes good. That's a direct quote. That's nice. <laughs> and That's that, good. ladies and gentlemen, is all that a hard sell that I need to explore this cure-all to cotton mouth. The brandy brings the dryness to the sweetness of Benedictine, whose full texture coats the tongue with sweet flavors of honey, citrus peel, rosemary, sage, and basil. Or basil. While smoking the herb, this drink will bring out the flavors of herbs. So stop bogarting that drink and pass it down here, huh? This is the B&B, ladies and gents. I feel like a 550-pound old southern man who's like, could you warm up my Benedictine and brandy and give me a little something while I sit on the porch and enjoy a well, snifter? Sit on your face. Now, take a look at that. That's very simple. Looks like a scotch. Oh, I have to 
The Jules is telling me that I've got to swirl it in my hand, like, like I'm an, like I'm a villain from a Disney movie or something. So I have to warm it up with my hand. Okay, now you understand that if I try to warm up anything with my dead, disgusting crypt keeper hand, nothing's gonna get warm. Oh. Oh, it smells like cherry. I wish you were here for this because I don't want to drink this. Basically, that's that's the only reason I wish you were here. You could take one for the team. All right, here we go. Down the hatch. Oh my god, it burns before it's ever come near my mouth. It's like oh, burning. No. Okay. It's gonna set your head on fire. Oh god, literally. And you just had it done. I have no nose hair now. Okay. Okay. Is it smooth? Is it like a smooth criminal? It's, yeah, it, it's molesting me. Oh. It's going down my throat slowly. Oh, well it's then, yeah. It's building a burn. It's building a burn. Oh. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mm-hmm. Okay, I will say this. I preemptively judged this B&B. However, it is sweet. It's... It's sweet when it enters your mouth and it burns going down your throat. How many guys do you know? <laughs> this is this is your entire grinder profile right now. Sweet That's when it goes amazing. in your mouth. It's not something you could have a lot of <laughs> or like any. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's interesting. Sweet and burning. Sweet. I- and burn this this may burning. even be like my mother's kind of cocktail where it has like it's it's kind of like stickly sticky sweet in the beginning but the no the pain going down is the pain of childhood and memories of being fed fruity pebbles and in tricks old fat yeah milk. i guess the first time you ever fed something down your throat that's like that is probably painful painful memory who is out drinking this though like I feel like you need to get a Wayback Machine and go to 82 and maybe sit at a bar with it and you slowly, slowly. Have you tried it? Oh. Is this what they drank in, like, um, Tom Cruise's The Firm? It feels like that. It's very Wall Street to me. I mean, so this is like once they're done wheeling and dealing after a really expensive dinner that involves a lot of steak, one of them's like, I'll have a Benedictine and brandy and heat it up. This is also that drink that, there's a device that comes with it where you tip the snifter glass and like you put a candle underneath it and you heat it up with a candle. Oh, that's involved. It feels very Jane Austen. It's very 1860s to me. It's like, let's let the men go through and have a Benedictine and brandy while the women talk about womanly things. I like this. While we send um, notes with flowers. You like it? I kind of like it. It's bizarre. It's like I can't put my finger on it. I can't tell if I like it or not. Not unlike my jewels. When you come out here, we're going to go golfing, FYI. So you warm your sweating? arms up, Gladys. We're going to go out sweating with a side of golf. And maybe some Frogurt. I will say this. Going into the city, okay, you're walking around. I didn't experience the zombies the way that y'all have been experiencing them because I think they're further up Ninth Ave. But I did walk the hellscape. That is 9th Ave and 42nd down to 38th Street, which is always a good time. Always. That's awful. But it's funny because now, like, you know, the aggressive, angry panhandlers 
even mm-hmm. they're aware that something's going on. So when they come up to you, they're like, hey, miss, could you six feet? Could you spare it to like, they, they sort of like go hands up and sort of step back. And you're like, I want to thank you for that. And I don't know if you saw the picture afterwards. I was completely covered. I had sunglasses on. I had my whole face was in a mask because I have, I have a dainty face. So one mask goes up to like the edge of my eyes and like down to my neck. It's like, um, it's like the Orthodox version of a mask, a face mask. And so I have my glasses on, hair done, completely covered, still got cat called. Wow. I am proud of myself. I don't know what. On 38th Street. On 38th Street, which is the best place to be cat called by a USPS guy. Yeah, it that's was, great. And the worst part was, instead of me getting angry because I've been inside for so long, I was like, yeah, I still got it. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. And then I turned around and I was like, will you talk to me? Will you talk to me? I need anybody to talk to me. Please speak to me. Good old Port Authority. I mean, just. Just keep all the good, hits all the good people. coming, man. They just keep coming. <laughs>